Welcome to the oh, hey there. podcast. This is episode three. I am your host and my guy to my right. If you're watching this, uh, Leo Luna is here with us as always. Episode three. Last time we spoke, the 49ers were getting ready for training camp or actually had started training camp. As we speak today, the Niners will be getting ready for a padded practice. Leo, what is going on? I know your Giants have made you very happy. Bay Area Sports is on fire right now. What's going on, Leo? Yeah, Giants have made me very, very happy, especially <laughs> after last night where I went to go fill up some some water gallons uh, because I have a a water tank, I guess, here in my house where yeah. it, it's just much easier than having 100 water bottles across from your house and half of them are full still. So uh, my car battery died in the middle of that and I went to jump in. I'm assuming it's a starter, but hey. We made it to the morning. My car made it to my house. So uh, that that's a good thing. But yeah, Bay Area sports is on fire. 49ers are ramped up in training camp. And I honestly feel like if I've been uh, to Santa Clara and, I, and I'm there, I have to practice field watching it because our guy Jason Aponte has just been killing it on the coverage side for a 49ers gold mine. So um, yeah, it's 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 exciting time. You got Giants in a playoff push. I'm not like ready to get into 100% <laughs> football mode. Um, but it, you know, it's just... 50, trying to be 50-50 as possible. Yeah, with uh, Bayer Sports Giants, they traded for Chris Bryant. They did all what they did. Exciting times in San Francisco if you are a Giants fan. Um, and, of course, the Dubs, they uh, draft Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. And then they added Otto Porter last night. So Bayer Sports is on the up and up. Uh, Oakland A's seem to be all in on baseball as well. And uh, the San Jose Sharks made it some pretty good acquisitions as well. The Bay Area sports in general has been on fire. But let's get to the team that we're here to talk about, the 49ers. They are going to be doing a padded practice today. As By the time you hear this recording, that practice should have been started. Um, a lot to talk about. Uh, Peter King, as always, gives – he's a man who – he's like Santa Claus, man. He just gives out the content, right? Um, Peter King, Football Morning in America was released Sunday night, probably midnight Eastern time. And you when you start digging into it, you start to read – uh, he had a piece on the, the Rams, the Cowboys, and then, of course, the 49ers. And the 49ers stuff was very, very interesting to me. He spoke about the quarterback competition that Kyle doesn't think there is a competition, but the quarterback competition. Um, Peter King left a lot there. You know, there's a lot there from players, from Kyle Shanahan, about Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance. And I, and I don't want to pit them against each other, but – in reality, they're both fighting for a starting for the starting position. What did you make of Peter King's comments or his article or his column, excuse me, uh, from the Football Morning America piece? I just think that if it's not a public announcement from Kyle Shanahan about a quarterback competition that based on what Peter King has seen and um, based on the conversations he has, he's confident that Trey Lance is going to make it one. Or just by his his ability, his traits, what he does on the field, um, as well as what he does off the field. I think it was stated in the in the Peter King article that uh, Trey Lance had the most time spent on his team issued iPad more than any other player, which I don't think that's too surprising because he is the quarterback. The quarterback generally has more responsibilities than the other positions. If you have more responsibilities, then you have to put in more time. 
it, it goes hand in hand. So I don't find that too, uh, too surprising. It may not be a public competition, but it's definitely going to be talked about all the way through until week one. And that it seems like Peter King saying that <laughs> it seems like Matt Mayoko saying that, which Matt Mayoko yeah. ain't going to just, you know, throw anything on the wall to see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very careful and deliberate in what he says. So seeing some of these other guys say that it gets me excited, but then it's just, it it's kind of like uh, you're watching one of those, those movies or those shows that just keep you guessing it, you, you have to wait one of those thrillers that you're just like, okay, when do I find out? When do I find out? When do I find out? That's essentially what this is going to be. Yeah. And Matt Mayoko on Saturday, uh, he tweeted, the 49ers just concluded a very interesting practice. Trey Lance showed exactly why he was chosen number three overall. Um, Chris Biederman had a lot of the same sentiments. Um, Tim Kawakami had a lot of the same sentiments. You had several of our people, you know, that we, we respect uh, KP from Niner nation. You got Jason Aponte and Jordan Elliott also thinking, Hey, it may not be a competition, but you can kind of tell who is the better player at this point, right? Who's or who's the more talented player? The more upside to unlock something for this offense. Exactly. And you when you start adding in these zone reads, these RPOs, which is what happened on Saturday, which caused a lot of mm-hmm. um, excitement on the Twitter timeline or just any social media platform or just, you know, NFL Network and, you know, wherever you're watching or getting and consuming your information mm-hmm. about the team. The idea of the read option, the RPOs, these quick hitter plays, and just the threat of 11-on-11 football, you know, it's hard to just sit there and say, hey, Jimmy, we we like what you do, but Mm -hmm. maybe this kid gives us another chance, which kind of brings back, kind of goes back to the Peter King piece. I thought what was really interesting, which really took me back um, to draft night, and I found a clip the other night just scrolling through. I was like, wait a second, Kyle said something and it stuck with me and I've never been able to find it. I think I was up to like two in the morning looking for this clip. I send it to you and you're like, oh, wow. But in the in the Peter King piece, um, Peter King references Debo Samuel. But Debo, he was talking about just some of, the, some of the stuff with Kyle Shanahan. I'm sorry, with Trey Lance in the offense. Debo Samuel comes up to me at one point and he's like, this, this guy got some balls and I think that's what the guy's – feel he goes out there and he's not scared to fail he goes out there and lets it rip and there's some good some bad players can feel it when you're not scared to fail and you're talented you do things the right way guys believe it it's a matter of time the two things that kind of stick out to me there is guys believe it and guys feel it so it goes back to Kyle Shanahan on draft night he was on ESPN and I just want to just play this clip from that ESPN draft night show. Tell me if this does this stuff lines up to you. And that's why I like the situation that we are in. Now, we'll see where Trey's at. We'll see how he does in OTAs. Um, I love that we're getting those. I love that he's going to come here tomorrow. We're going to be able to talk to him in person. Um, but Jimmy's our quarterback right now. And Trey's going to come in here. He's going to compete. He's trying to do everything. And the day that it looks like Trey can compete with him and he's ready to go, then We'll know that our players will see that and we won't hesitate on that. Just like I feel like we won it at any other position. Um, we know someone we can win with. We have a very good backup now. I'm in our number two um, with this rookie who we believe will only get better and better. But the day he's ready, the day he gives us the best chance to win um, is the day that happens. 
Okay, let me ask you this. What does it look like to the public per- perception if you announce an open quarterback competition and your number three overall pick does not win it? It looks bad. Right, you, you spent all that capital to get the guy, and it looks bad. No, I, I understand Kyle stating that it's not an open competition publicly. Exactly. Behind closed doors, I think that's that quote sticks with me the most, where he's like, he's going to do everything, and the day that it looks like Trey can, can compete with him and he's ready to go, we'll know, we'll know that, and our players will see that, and we won't hesitate on that. Players will see, and I think that's that stood out to me the most in this Peter King article from Fred Warner to Debo Samuel, to just just all the other things that we've been listening to, these players are starting to see it. The beat mm-hmm. writers, it can't you can't deny it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the upside is there. It's going to be very hard for you know the fan base to not get impatient with this. And yeah, you, I kind of feel bad for Jimmy because the pressure's on him even more. Because the minute he throws a pick, look at look at Twitter timeline when he throws an interception in practice. He throws a pick that costs us a game against Detroit or something. It's over. Oh my God, <laughs> it's over. And I'm I'm of the mindset of rip the bandaid off now, mm-hmm. rip it off now. If you if you know this guy has it, in the first two games of the year, Philadelphia and Detroit, games that you should be able to win by running the football, allow Trey to get the reps under his belt to get into that Week Three matchup against Green Bay. I am all for ripping the bandaid off and let's go. However. Ripping the Band-Aid off means what exactly? Do you trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you ask him, Jimmy to take a pay cut? Do you have him sit behind Lance? Because that doesn't help the Niners in their search for compensation for Jimmy. But it goes back to what I heard what we, when we talked about Mike Person. Kyle's more like Bill Belichick than people give him credit for. He's pretty cutthroat. He mm-hmm. will do what's best for this team, and I think what's best for this team now might be to slowly hand over the reins to Trey and as they lead up to week one. Yeah, it just like like you said, making it a public competition, it looks bad if Trey Lance doesn't win it. If if you just keep it closed behind door doors and then he wins it, then that's great. That you could sell that to a franchise. And the reason why you don't have to announce it publicly is because it's Jimmy Garoppolo, not Drew Locke at the starting position. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like you you can get away with saying Oh, yeah, this is Jimmy's job. Like, Trey's got to do more. And ultimately, I do think Trey's got to do more in order for that buzz to keep going, keep going. But like you said, that quote there by Kyle Shanahan, uh, I'll go ahead and re reread it here. He's going to do everything, and the day it looks like Trey can compete with him, doesn't it, doesn't it kind of already seem like that? <laughs> And he's going and he's ready to go. We'll know that our players will see that and we won't hesitate. It seems like he's competing with him already. Looking at the training camp numbers, looking at yesterday, he got three red zone touchdowns. Trey Lance did compared to Jimmy Garoppolo's two. Um, Yes, Trey Lance is going against the second team defense, but we're also like (laughs) we're not even in a padded practice yet. Yeah. And this buzz is just going. And then once we get to the preseason, the buzz is going to get louder and louder and louder because, yeah, Trey Lance is going against second strings. Um, while that can be used as an excuse to why he looks so much better, well, he's also going to be playing with second strings in preseason, so it balances its own self out. Uh, I'm I'm just, like, ready to find out what the final outcome is. 
yeah. until I hear the words Jimmy Garoppolo is not starting, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, but it's like you said a lot, what Debo Samuel said about the confidence on the field, not scared to fail. When Jimmy Garoppolo came to this team in 2017, didn't it look like that? Didn't it look like he was not scared to fail? And then looking at Jimmy Garoppolo now, especially last season, where was that same spark that we saw in 2017 as far as like him getting the guys going, him getting pumped, like him basically being Tom Brady light? Last year didn't look like Tom Brady light. It looked like Alex Smith light. And I think that's where a guy could lose his job to Trey Lance if you're out there playing like an Alex Smith light. Yeah, so you, you, you kind of we ran into another to- we kind of you we run into another topic here uh, at the end of the piece with Peter King. Um, he's talking about Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he said, "In this business, if you're trying to plan out the next six months and say where is it going, that's a mistake. You can do it. You can't do it. Excuse me. What I told Jimmy right when we made this trade is I don't know any rookie who can come at come and beat you out if you're playing at his best self." Um, I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily think he was there last year at training camp. So the 2020 training camp after the Super Bowl loss. Um, mm-hmm. Then he had the injuries and stuff. But right now I see him playing well out there or out here. If he continued to go that way, that's great for the Trey. That's great for our team. And Trey can wait till he's at his best self, which doesn't happen overnight. But I truly don't know what's going to happen here. Kyle seems very conflicted. And I think Kyle... Kyle, like many of the fans, noticed that Jimmy wasn't right, you know, going into 2020. We all saw it week one against the Cardinals. I think another comment that kind of sticks with me is how Jimmy's performance in training camp versus the same defense shouldn't have been anything to be taken, you know, as, as some type of hype because he's seeing the same defense still making the same mistakes. Kyle mentioned that if anyone wants to go back and listen to those pressers. Um, so, you know, from everything that I've heard, Jimmy Garoppolo is the same Jimmy Garoppolo since he's been here. You know, he's going to give you the intermediate passes in, in practice. He's going to give you maybe a couple shots down the field. But for the most part, he's going to stay where he's comfortable. And that's ultimately what's going to limit this offense. So when we hear folks who are there at training camp talk about the talent level of Trey Lance versus the talent level of Jimmy Garoppolo, that's where the hype's coming from. And, I, and I'm all for it. Um, so it, it's just... At this point, to me, it's rip the bandit off slowly. And if it means ripping it off slowly to get to week one, then do it. I'm probably for ripping the bandaid off as well. Uh, when you're able to just create that from a week, like you said, from a week one standpoint, who they play, they play the Lions and then the Eagles. You want to wait until after the bye week? Who do they play after the bye week again, Javi? The Colts. Like, the Colts. I don't, I don't. So you want to rip the bandaid off against Forrest freaking Buckner? And Darius Leonard and that pretty start. It's a pretty stout defense. And then it's also a primetime game. You, you, I, to me, you want to set the rookie up for a success, start him against teams who aren't on the level of the 49ers, right? We, mm-hmm. we can all agree that this 49ers team is a playoff roster, right? Playoff mm-hmm. rosters should be able to beat non-playoff rosters like the Detroit Lions. Um, you got Dan Campbell doing up downs on, you know, <laughs> at practice. It doesn't look right. And then Philadelphia's going through, you know, the, today, uh, Donovan, uh, Devontae Smith injured. You know, they got injuries all over the place in Philadelphia. So who knows what's going to happen there? Um, one more thing on the, the Trey situation. 
Kyle did speak yesterday um, about the reps. I just want to touch on that. I want to make sure we're giving you know an equal balance of this quarterback competition. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has done everything right, right? From mm-hmm. everything we've heard, Jimmy Garoppolo has done everything right. It's just he's Jimmy Garoppolo. But yes. here's uh, Kyle Shanahan yesterday. Based on the first five practices, would you say that as Trey got closer to that area where – start competing for the starting job? No, I, I wouldn't say that. I, you know, I think when I said that, I meant in terms of, you know, I think when you guys ask if there's competition, you're, is that balanced reps? And does one guy go with the ones one day, the next guy the next day and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I meant. But I mean, everybody has to earn their position at every spot. I mean, uh, whether twos are out there doing well, threes are out there doing well. I mean, um, I mean, it's, there's always competition, but um, no, we're not splitting the reps up going against the ones and stuff. I thought Trey had one of his better days on Saturday. Um, but that was nothing to move him up there to start talking differently with Jimmy or anything like that. Saturday's practice is the one that everyone's talking about. Even Kyle, he notices it, and he's, he kind of hints that it, it's a competition without saying it's a competition, right? Everything, everyone's competing. Yeah, That's what you and, want. And he said going against the ones. That's a key thing to, to remember here because the position players, they're going to flip in and flip out. So Trey Lance is going to be already throwing to Brandon Ayuk. He's already going to be throwing to George Kittle. He's already going to be throwing to Debo Samuel. He already has those guys to his arsenal. The only difference is he's not throwing against a Fred Warner. He's not throwing against a Jason Brett. That's the only difference here. But you're able to have this as a silent quarterback competition since you do rotate those position players from first team to second team to even third team. Um, So you do have that chemistry building process still in the making, but then obviously the only thing would be to just ramp it up against a first team defense, which is a huge part of the transition period. But uh, I, while it may not be there yet, I think it could eventually, you know, sneak in there depending after say the first preseason game or so. I don't think they do it before the first preseason game. They want to see live action against another team. Maybe, Maybe they could just do it in the joint practices as well when they go down to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just saying. I mean, when they go to the joint, that's a good point. The joint practice, you'll see Justin Herbert. Like, I don't, if they're looking at Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert and Trey Lance are doing similar things, I think Kyle's going to end up pulling the trigger. He's like, okay, wait a second. Because Justin Herbert came in last year and lit the league on fire. Granted, the team wasn't very good and coaching staff wasn't that good either. But Trey should be successful in this offense with this defense. And just the ability to, you know, we all talk about Kyle Shannon being able to scheme guys wide open. Why couldn't Trey Lance hit these wide open receivers, right? You know, he can do that as well. Um, yeah, real quick. So place 2020 Justin Herbert on the 2019 49ers. Do they win that Super Bowl? Yeah, they, they win, win that Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. 2020 Justin Herbert was a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> no you know, difference get, than Trey Lance this year. And it goes back to throughout this entire process, right? The draft process, the the lead up to the draft, the whole, all the drama in 2020, you know, Matt Mayoko made a really, really smart statement, you know, about Kyle Shanahan's desire for the big plays. And when you have a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's only giving you six, seven yards, you know, in through the air and having all these turnovers, it doesn't add up, right? You're staying, how do you have so many turnovers and you don't throw the ball down the field very much. You're wanting to – you can live with the turnovers down the field with a guy like a Trey Lance or a Justin Herbert or like someone who does those type of things. You can't live with those short, intermediate interceptions or, or fumbles. 
those really, really dumb mistakes. And that's that's kind of where I think it's not only injuries that caused the Niners to go get a quarterback. It was performance. And Kyle basically said it here in the Peter King piece about last year's training camp. Jimmy wasn't there last year either. And I think part of this is part of what irritates me the most about this entire process is Jimmy, the Niners lost the Super Bowl in 2019. Not all his fault. Right. But it took someone threatening your job for you to be more aggressive, to let a fire under your butt. Like you just lost the Super Bowl. Like that's even that's worse than having a rookie come in. That's what worries me about the mentality of Jimmy Garoppolo. It took them drafting a quarterback for you to be more aggressive in practice, for you to be more uh, in command or locked in. Because all you heard throughout this process of the offseason, Jimmy's locked in, Jimmy's locked in, Jimmy's locked in. And then when you go, you hear some guys who are at the camp, at training camp, ah, Jimmy's doing the same stuff he did last year. Less, less turnovers so far, but as far as being a passer, not very aggressive, short intermediate routes, afraid to pull the trigger, double clutching, those things are going to hurt this team, and I'm all for ripping the Band-Aid off. If it takes up until week one to finally rip it off, so be it. But if it gives if it gives Trey how many more days, how many more weeks you got? Three weeks left at training camp? If it takes Trey the full three weeks to get there, then I'm all for it. This is like drama TV right here, man. That's why people pay the big bucks. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's something something new every day. Something's going to get twisted. Something's going to get turned every day. You got to do your little detective work, just like drama TV. You know, sometimes they they just leave you out there to to figure out on your own, or just have your just brain spinning out there. And that's kind of what this is. Uh, we're we're trying to think ourselves to the finish line. And based off everything we hear, based on everything we see, it sounds like it's destined for Train Lance to go ahead and start that week one, to rip off the Band-Aid, go ahead and go from it. Whatever happens with Jimmy Garoppolo happens, whether if he's still the backup QB2. Um, I, I remember in that Peter King article that you brought up, Jimmy Garoppolo said he obviously wasn't happy about the the selection when he found out the news and that he asked John Lynch if he would still get an opportunity to compete for the starting job. And John Lynch Mm -hmm. told him, yes. Well, what have the 49ers done through this whole cycle period of the offseason? They've given Jimmy Garoppolo a chance to win the starting job. And if Trey Lance is just that dude, well, then they could always keep their word to say, hey, Jimmy, we gave you every opportunity to win the starting job. We even did not announce an open quarterback competition because we wanted you to be the starting quarterback. It didn't turn out that way. Trey Lance gives this team the best chance to win. Now, across the league, there's been some injuries at quarterback, specifically Indianapolis. Do you think the Indianapolis Colts would be interested in a possible trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Possibly, because um, they already gave up some compensation to go ahead and get Carson Wentz. Good thing for them; it's not a first round pick, and they're not going to have to give up a first run, a first round pick for for Jimmy Garoppolo as well. So they'll have that in their back pocket. Um, I could see them making the call. The, yeah, the part that get yeah, the part that gets hard is giving up, say, a fourth-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. But especially with his salary cap, you got to figure out, um, you know, how to how to make that work. 
maybe the 49ers go, hey, actually give us your third. I believe they still have their third round pick. Mm -hmm. Um, Give us your third and we'll eat more of Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. We'll we'll eat half of it and give us a third. Or you could eat all of it and then we'll take a fourth or a fifth or whatever. But um, I could see the 49ers definitely eating some of that contract to get a better draft pick out of it. Yeah. I mean, to me, I guess... I guess I don't know what the draft compensation would be. I guess the value of Jimmy Garoppolo versus the draft compensation. Like Jimmy's value to this specific 49ers team is a little bit higher to me than sending him off. But if the option is there and you can get something back from now, you might as well. So I don't know. Especially if, if that, Trey Lance is ready to go. If yeah. Trey Lance is ready to go, then it's you're basically going to wait to, to cut Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the year. So if you're able to get like a third or a fourth on a table – for a 49ers team that's already missing a first. That's also a team that has a bunch of one-year deals this year, similar yeah. to last year. It's kind of hard to say no thank you to that third third round pick or yeah. fourth round pick. Absolutely. It's it's harder to do that, but I, I think the value of Jimmy is probably still more than that to this team. You know, the Niners want to make sure they maintain an insurance policy. Um whereas you know, we've seen what happens. Jimmy gets Jimmy goes down. You're stuck with C.J. Beathard and Trey yeah. and um, Nick Mullins. If Trey, God forbid, goes down, you still got Jimmy Garoppolo, or vice versa. If Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, you have Trey Lance in the tuck. So I think the deep QB room is a plus. However, you know this team still needs to look at building for the future around the team. You know, you have corners on one-year deals. You don't have a strong safety for next year without extending Kwaski or whoever you might want to extend. I think they'll draft one. So it's it's just um it's a very weird spot for the 49ers. I'm glad I don't have to do it because I, last time we heard Kyle talk about the DeForest Buckner trade, it was just you know kind of all the mental gymnastics you have to do to to get there to that point. So so basically, what you're saying, what I what I took out of that is that Nate Sudfield or Josh Rosen aren't QB two. I hope not. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be rude or anything to those gentlemen, but you know if. The only the only serviceable back, serviceable backup I would be willing to have some interest in is like a Gardner Minshew or a Marcus Mariota type because we've seen Nate Sudfield play. We know who Josh Rosen is at this point. I don't want to risk a playoff roster with those two guys on it. If God forbid Absolutely. Trey Lance goes down and you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, so maybe you can good maybe you can land a Gardner Minshew. Kyle has familiarity with him at the Senior Bowl a couple years back. You know how Kyle loves the Senior Bowl guys. So that's a possibility. Um, but to, to put a bow on this one, I think it's time to rip the Band-Aid off. And I think if you're going to rip it off, rip it off slowly. So that way the fan base is prepared, the team's prepared. And, you know, you kind of leave yourself the outs the way Kyle Shanahan and John Lentz have always left themselves with outs, how they word and parse uh, their conversations. I agree. Typically, I would you know, prefer to just rip off a Band-Aid as quick as possible. Um, But in this situation, yes, rip it off slowly. Let let the Trey Lance hype keep coming out of training camp. And then whoever are the people that want Jimmy Garoppolo to start. See, I just want a winning football team, and I want the quarterback that gives them a chance to win. And if it's Trey Lance, then great. If it's Jimmy Garoppolo, then great. But based off everything we're hearing and seeing out of camp, it's uh, it's Trey Lance. So rip it off slowly. Whoever's rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo, at least they could have time, at least a month, to go ahead and, and come to terms to that. And you could still root for the guy, whether he's 49er or not. That, that, that shouldn't change your mindset. 
yeah. on on players because they're human beings. It's uh, it's like you get out of out of a relationship and then you're not going to hope that person has a good life. Like, of course you're going to, you know, hope that person has a good. It depends. It depends. It, depend, it depends. <laughs> like, does it does it get a little messy at the end? Does it get a little yeah. personal? But yeah, it's it's one of those situations. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, you know, we are in agreement. It might be time to rip the bandaid off. Um. Training camp has been exciting so far. Um, a few things came up. Uh, I want to say Aziz Al-Shahir went down with a knee issue, but does not seem serious according to the team. Wide receiver room starting to level out, which is a plus. Ross Dwelly has been outshining out there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Fred Warner is doing Fred Warner things. So, Yeah, so it's. I think that's the one thing. It, it's crazy, but it's... The, that after five days you want to say yes the injuries have been minimized yeah oh my god thank you that's just where this team has been the past you know four four years or whatever to where you look at the injuries and nothing being serious after five days and you're just so thankful for that like thank you nothing major um obviously you've had the jeff wilson and and the um, Tarverius Moore and the Justin School stuff that happened in OTAs, but I'm just talking strictly on training camp for those five days. It's nothing serious has happened yet. And knocking on wood here, if you can't hear it, I'm knocking on wood. Hopefully something serious doesn't happen at all of training camp. And that would just be a huge step in the right direction for this team. That's the biggest thing. Minimize the injuries all the way around and, you know, just go go into just start the season healthy. That's kind of what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's not kind of what you want, that is exactly what you want. You want a healthy <laughs> team. Um, so that's, that's been the plus on everything. Cam has been rather quiet. The only, I think the only disappointing thing so far that I've noticed out of all the camp reports is Aaron Banks has not yet taken a first seed rep or first team rep with the offensive line. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's super concerning yet since there's no pads on, but you would hope your stick around pick is going to get first team reps very soon. As well as with Aaron Banks, it seems like the whole offensive line is is getting dominated. Well, like McGlinchey and Troy Williams are looking good, but it sounds like Alex Mack has been struggling with camp. Um, so like you said, it or Tomlinson's also been beat a few times. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's just one of those things you get pads on and it levels out the playing fields. You could actually because a lot of these techniques with the offensive line is you get under their shoulder pads and you direct them that way. Right yeah. now, they ain't got no shoulder pads. <laughs> so Kinlaw's a big man. Kinlaw's a very big man. What are you going to do? Just grab them on the skin of their armpit or, or whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, it, it does throw off your technique and, and how you want to execute your, your blocking with the offensive line right now. So typically we should probably see an uptick with the pads on because now they could get their hands under them. Now they could direct them easier. Now they could basically do what the hell they want if they're in a position to do so uh, with these defensive linemen when they're coming to, you know, whether it's attack the run or attack the pass. I, I think that'll be a huge difference in, in the production from there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pads are on today. We will hopefully see a lot of um, better play out of the offensive line collectively. Also, kudos to D Ford. We had this com- conversation last week about mm-hmm. D Ford. I think I said seven games. I think you said about eight or nine. Um, and he's already out there 
playing 11 on 11s and wasn't just a guy. He played very well on 11 on 11s. So kudos, kudos to D4 that the guys had those injuries made it look very tough to see a future in the NFL for D Ford and the fact that he's already going out there now on August 2nd for 11 on 11s. They could get him back if they could get him back. (laughs) (laughs) If they get, if they get anything out of D Ford, it's a plus and it's a very, um, very pleasing to see him out there. Happy for the guy that he's actually getting, getting to play again, these reps. Um, Just take it easy. I know the Niners training staff is probably monitoring all his reps and everything else, making sure he doesn't, you know, risk any further injury or any other issues. But if he's out there and he's and he looks healthy, that is a huge boost for this 49ers defensive line who, you know, I think we both agree needed to add another pass rusher. So if D Ford is healthy and ready to go, that's a plus. So that should wrap it up for today. As always, make sure you're following everything at NinersNation.com. And then of course on Twitter at NinersNation um, for all your 49ers updates, your news, whatever you need. We got you covered. Articles, podcasts, um, live uh play-by-play from camp we got guys out there right now that will give you some updates on that so um as always i'm javier that is leo follow me on twitter at javier vague underscore follow my guy leo here at leo luna 93 and then of course I'll follow everything at 49ers goldmine and uh we will see you guys next week everyone stay safe peace